What's up, guys? This is your host, Jay, and welcome to the 91 Perspective Podcast. This is a safe space where I vocalize my opinions and views on things, while also allowing others of different backgrounds and perspectives to do the same. The reason why I created this podcast is for people like you and me to get to know each other through love, dignity, and respect, as well as discussing a variety of topics and issues you may not be aware of. What's up, guys? Welcome to the 91 Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Jermaine, and welcome to season four of my podcast. This is episode 10, and we're going to be discussing the latest episode of Attack on Titan this week. Season four, the final season of Attack on Titan, episode 86, titled Retrospective. Now, guys... Guys, I don't listen. Um, you guys gonna have to like let me know if you guys follow it or anything like that. <laughs> this episode was amazing, like hands down, like one of the top ten episodes of like the series. Um, if I had to do, you know, one day I'm probably gonna do like my top 10 favorite episodes of the entire series and um i think part of that is going to be grading it from like animation standpoint uh how clean the animation is how beautiful the art style is um also i'll probably i'll probably grade it from um character highlights who shined the most in this in this actual episode, you know, I'm coming up with these gradings as I'm talking about. And then I think the third criteria that I'll give, like, for, like, why I have a top 10, uh, I think what was interesting about the plot or exposition of that episode, um, that might, I think that's, like, the lowest. First for me is, like, animation. Second is uh, character highlight moments. And then Third is how well was the exposition done or how interesting it was. So this by far is like top, top 10, top 10. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it, the, 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 the tricky thing about this is, is, is that so far, 86 episodes within the entire series of Attack of Titan for the anime. And we have... For the manga, a total of 139 chapters of the completed manga, which was completed last year, April, I believe. Yeah. Um, okay. Where do we start? Where do we start? Let me start from the beginning. I'm trying to think, like, um, from the last time. Okay. The previous episode, we got to see Annie and Reiner. Uh, yeah, they they came back. Well, Annie came back, and but this was our first time seeing them pair up together. We get to see a little bit of that. Uh, well, not a little bit of that. A lot of that uh, in the beginning, 
part of the episode, like the, like the, the 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 first third of the episode of of this episode, we got to see Annie and Reiner do their thing. I know Connie, he had to kill two of his friends. This is like they had this moment, you know, uh, Gene, Mikasa. Uh, Armin and and, and, and and Connie, they had and Sasha, you know, R.I.P. Sasha. They had this moment back in like season three to where they they wasn't just fighting the Titans. They're also they also have to consider fighting other humans. Something that they did not like at, at you know at this point, no one committed murder against each other, but now there's in, internal uh, 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 civil conflict less than civil but you know this is we saw that in season three now in season four we see this moment again where season three they didn't know anything now from season four they know everything and now there's this bigger conflict of the world trying to get them and then there are split sides and what i like about this is we see this realistic perspective but it's interesting how they call it retrospective. I- I'm wondering why Isayama or why the the uh, some of the directors of of the actual show I forgot what cha- I forgot the chapter was actually named retrospective. But I think I I have I have a reason for why I think they called it retrospective. But um, I'm looking back. Uh, at from season three to now season four, and they had to go into that moment again. Mikasa, Armin, Jean, and Connie, to where they have to kill their comrades, because there's a new conflict. They're trying to stop their comrades from committing genocide amongst the whole world, because the comrades are stopping them from stopping Aaron, who's going to commit mass genocide. They have to stop them. And that's something that they, they, they've gotten to the place like we've already, you know, we were already solid. And then we had to fight other humans that were not really their friends. It was more like Kenny Ackerman and his like assassins. So they, they had no ties, but they, 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 at that point, they didn't want to kill humans. Now, at this point, it's not killing humans. They don't want to kill their friends and it's tough. But we see them go through this, and Connie shines in this. He's like using his ODM gear and maneuvering in the sky. And the 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 beautiful camera angles in this episode is amazing, and also the fluid animation, drawing the characters frame by frame with these objects on them and making it look so fluid and quick and agile and just dynamic it's just also with the 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 blood splatters kind of like giving that fluidity of like this jostling of of like liquid or movement in the air and then they're scooting back over i mean they did this with the uh um another episode's coming to me levi versus uh zeke the beast titan back in season three and you see how they play with the blood, how uh, uh, Levi is scooting around. He's slicing parts of, of Levi's body, his legs and, and stuff. And 
well, first he slices the eyes and he scoots over and you see how the the blood actually moves away from um, Levi, almost like he's pulling the blood, scoots behind, slashes both of the ankles of, 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 of Zeke. Zeke starts to, he, he's going around under all these different stuff. And this is one of the reasons why I love um, whoever directed, whoever um, processed my, my, I, my, so my theory based on just um, understanding that there's a lot of technology now to help aid with animation. I'm just wondering how long did it take for them to like prep this type of animation in a computer simulation to kind of get the right angles and the right movements. Um, I'm sure they have that. They have a team. I'm I'm sure like um, as a famous animator, I think Miyazaki, they, they have animators on computers test out animations and how they can implement these things in 2d animation to give almost like a realistic feel to like if a camera was following these people in midair as fast as they were going how would it look and um it was just amazing connie he shined mikasa definitely shined i'll get to her later jean shined here and there but one of the biggest characters that shined a lot, well, two characters, Falco and Flock. We get the reveal of Falco's um, transformation. Of He looks like a falcon uh, jaw titan. His titan's going, obviously, is, is, is going to be a big part to the story. But you guys are going to see a lot of him play out later on and it's going to be an interesting take a uh, easter egg that kind of was thrown earlier in uh earlier the part one season four you guys might know what i'm talking about i'm being very evasive being very vague i'm not trying to go there but how they animated him coming out of the transformation this yellow, there's a yellow light, and then he's like kind of merging out of the yellow light, almost like going into a different portal. Because that's, you know, they're being created from the Pavs world. But then you see these this burstering of like flaming electric red light energy coming out from his eyes, and then he roars. Like that was sick. Like one of the one of the things I like about animation is especially 2D animation how you could kind of play around with um, the way you draw scenes can, or the way you draw a scene, how you want to depict something um, in image form mm -hmm. and also moving images can kind of transform or, or give a certain feeling or emotion um, in the scene. Like, the, the animators didn't have to do that effect with uh, Falco's uh, Titan eyes, with the jaw Titan. They didn't, they didn't have to have the, that burstering red flare. Almost, it's, it looked like it looked like if fire and electricity fused together, that's what it would look like to me. It just bursting out of his eyes. It's giving this almost rageful, 
powerful, like him coming out this yellow light is showing power, but the, also the red energy flaring out of his eyes, showing rage and energy and strength and passion and hatred and blood and just, I'm coming in with carnage. And also the red is like bloodlust. He's like losing control because they, you know, beforehand, uh, peak in her car time, she's like, that's not a good idea. Don't transform. I got to help. I got to help. He's a young kid. He's what, like 14. I got, I got help. First, she's like, she, Peak's like, first transformations never go well. We saw what happened with Aaron. Uh, I was watching some reactions on YouTube. A lot of people mentioned that. It was like, oh, yeah. And, and, and what happened? He lost control. Uh, well, first, well, he lost control on everybody, friend or foe. I mean, he has no friends. Or, well, it's easy for him to fight the people of the island because they're not his friends. But the group that he's with, like Peek and Gabby and Reiner and and his new friends, like Armin, Mikasa, Connie and them, like Hanji, like he, he like, okay, cool. Uh, but, you know, you know, those are his friends. But, you know, first transformations, like you have no, you don't really have control, control of a huge, huge, huge humanoid giant. And you're just, you're being fueled in this titan form um <laughs> uh that happened but but we get to see flock now let me tell you something flock when i was reading the manga and i got to see this character i didn't think much of him and i didn't and i really didn't like his uh hairstyle like when i like when he first came on the scene i hated his hairstyle his hairstyle sucked but, you know, I think it worked for the better because then we see him in season four. They gave him like the BTS, the cool Korean or Asian uh, bowl cut. It was it's better than what he had before. It was just stupid. Here's what's interesting about Flock, right? His name, Flock, like a bird, Flock. But it's so interesting. I think Isayama was intentional with his name because he was with the Flock of the suicide rush against the beast titan he was the only one that survived and he was part of the flock and now he's this leader um that is like a dictator trying to control parodies and he's leading the flock he is the flock and he has like i will say this what happened to him uh when we first met him on the scene and him surviving that traumatic experience, him seeing all his comrades die, I think that really, like, because he never seen, like, violence on a mass scale. He was, like, one of the new regiments or the new scouts. And him seeing Arm, him seeing Irwin and Levi and then his teammates getting killed and everything like that, that really, I think, put through, like, a shift. I think him seeing Irvin just realize we need like a devil this is the only way we're going to make it and you know he had brought Erwin back to uh inside the wall so that Erwin can get the colossal titan but that never happened so now we kind of see how flock takes this mentality of being a, a newbie and experiencing traumatic events and it like growing him up a lot and now he's this strong leader and dictator 
and you see him command he has like this general presence and they are revved up like we have to fight for our country this is for Odia. if we don't stop them we are done and, and and like he's invoking the fear within them but he's seen it firsthand and if like he knows if we don't do this we will be like our comrades who died against the beast titan getting shredded up so i like flock's transformation over time and him staring down a uh, falco in his titan form it just shows this contrast of, of like two beasts you see falco he's roaring in front of him like he, he just got done throwing his 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 comrades around I'm like dang but he's roaring in front of him with these red eyes he's just screaming and falco just looks down and he looks back up and you see you see this vigor in his eyes you're not going to stop me. So it, I just love that contrast of showing um, uh, Flock's resolve. And we get this cool, amazing animation scene of him just like running. He flies past the jaw titan. He's like blitzing on the roof. Hanji comes for the win. She slices, tries to take his head off, but he like basically blocks it but it's it, it he blocks it a, enough to where he doesn't get his head decapitate decapitated but she caught him enough to cut this like scar on the side of his face and i'm just like oh like that was sick and you see the slow you see the slow-mo of it happen he turns around and slaps her <laughs> with his arm he keeps running actually he doesn't he runs and then he does the maneuver gear where he like i watched it several times he flew under the cart titan because the cart titan tried catching him he flies under and around the cart titan tries to grab him because the cart titan is so like agile he throws he has two thunder spirits. he shoots one one at the face of the cart titan the cart titan blocks it with her with her hand and then the cart titan tries to like bite him but he does this mid-air somersault and dodges it and he and he does a it's like a flip twist and he's like okay this is my last chance i gotta shoot this thunder spear because if i don't destroy the boat they get away and we're done for and you have this cool animation scene where look, they're doing a lot with his hair I've never seen flock hair move this much in the show, but they're like moving it so much to give it this like dynamic feel of like him just flying in the air at high speed. And you see him like you see his eyes, the blood and the eyes just jump back and forth to show like how like serious he is. Like he's focused. The eyes shows like focus and, the, and I love the blood animation. It gives that like raw feel. Then we see him. He's going head first like well it's just him in the sky going forward his hair's all the way out is like flying back and forth and he has the thunder spear and behind him is this blue the blue fire from the the uh ignition from i guess the ice burst so he's it's like he's using it to propel himself forward and you just see it gets like a close-up into his eyes but right before he can hit the the boat he gets shot in the shoulder and 
is this little trick where he gets shot and they play with the angle of like the background. You see the sky kind of twist, like do like a diagonal twist. And like you, and you see like the missile goes like out of control and it hits into the water. And I'm like, why is the water so like dark purple? I, I thought it was oil. But then as I kept rewatching it, I realized, oh, from episode 85 to 86, there's been so much blood that like inside the water. That's all blood. I'm like, dang. And you see Flock. I, I love where he grabs in the air like he's like falling down. It just it was just amazing just to see like Flock in that element. And I felt bad for him. I felt bad for him. Um, let me leave you guys this question. Is Flock wrong for wanting to stop uh, the main cast of characters? Is he wrong? Because uh, I know... I, I already mentioned like my thoughts and opinions on the last episode about like justification. Why are these characters doing, doing what they're doing? But is Flock wrong? Because if you think about it, in the Attack on Titan world, now I'm not saying genocide is right, but if it's these people against your people, is he really wrong? That's for something you guys to think about. Let me know in the comment section on YouTube or leave me a message. But that was just amazing with, with, with Flock. And then after that, we see Mikasa go on this blood bloodless like battle scene. We don't get that in the manga. That's this is an anime only uh scene. And I love when animes do their own adaptation to kind of add extra fight scenes or things within the anime that the um that probably the, the mangaka didn't do or maybe um doesn't have the ideas to choreograph like a really good fight scene or things like that. But it was really cool to see like Mikasa, like Mikasa was like, this was like her most bloodlust battle heavy type. Like she, the way she was fighting was like ninja, like cutting people's arms off and slicing their, the, slicing them on the side, kicks, slices, decapitations, impaling. And, and then what I thought was really sick, um, good and bad <laughs> on her part. She, the guy she impales, cause she throws the, the, the body that she decapitated into the guy. He catches it. She stabs the guy and she like, she gently pulls the trigger on the guy's thunder spear. And he's like looking downwards cause he's like in shock. Like he's going to die, but the missile is, is pointing down at, at the, the ground and she just like kind of scoots away and just stands in the background and just it explodes and you just see blood rain down on top of her i'm just like they like y'all i which i i think is like to me because i know what happens in the manga i feel like it's foreshadowing for what's to come but that's just my take but then we see mikasa she looks at the the other crew and shoot they 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 they're like yeah we're not we're not doing this that was mikasa's ackerman and her uh the, i forgot what the asian side of her is but she really like 
that was a highlight moment for her. Um, Theo McGaff and Keith Shadis, they both died. They destroyed the, the boat and I guess the rest of the uh, forces that um, wanted them. What was a mystery for me was there was a backup coming on the train for like Flock's crew. Uh, the, the train tracks exploded, killing them. I don't know who set that. I forgot what happened there, but someone said, I don't, I don't remember if the crew laid like bombs down to kill them. They looked surprised. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, there was something else I might've mentioned, but I think I forgot. Yeah. So I think at, at this point, I think we have two more episodes. Two, two, maybe, yeah, maybe about two more episodes. They said there was 12 episodes this season. Um, there's a lot more content in the manga. So I'm thinking they're going to come back either with a season, another part of season four or a season five, or they're going to do a movie. But yeah, guys, those are my thoughts. Um, let me know what you guys think in the comment section below on YouTube, if you're watching this on YouTube, and uh, also on Anchor or any any other platform, just leave a message. I know with Anchor that you can leave like voice messages. Um, but yeah, guys, those are my thoughts. This was a great episode. Do you think Flock is wrong for wanting to defeat the, uh, the main cast? Mikasa, Armin, Aaron, uh, not Aaron, but Mikasa, Armin, Connie, Jean, uh, Peak, 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 Peak Shine as well. Her and her cart Titan, uh, shoot, Annie and, and Reiner almost died. They, I like the fact that they were protecting themselves, but Annie, she never dealt with the Thunder Spirits. But yeah, yeah, guys, like, let me know what you guys think. Like, what's your thoughts? All right. I'm out. Peace. Forgot to mention this in the podcast. I'm adding it now. So what I think retrospective means in this episode, why I think Isayama or the writers probably titled this episode the way they did is because we can see where the characters came from one point to the next. Like Connie, we see where he where he, where he came from, from the earlier days of Attack on Titan to now. Gene, but most importantly, Flock, Flock in season three when we when we were introduced to him, he was not this character that he is now. So we have the retro perspective of knowing what these characters were like before and seeing them now and how much they've grown flock was really highlighted and shined in this episode and i respect his tenacity and perseverance to fight for what he believes in even though i may not agree with it but this is it. This is what I forgot to mention as far as why I think they titled it retrospective. But that's it, guys. Have a good one. Hi, guys. This is Jermaine from the 91 Box Production. I'm a freelance artist. 
influencer and creator. Just wanted to let you know some of the platforms you can follow me at. You can find me at artstation.com, behence.net, deviantart.com, where you can find my artwork. Just type in the 91 box prod, prod P R O D. Also, I have NFT artworks on OpenSea.io. Just type in the underscore Pixie King in all caps. And I usually do a podcast called the 91 Perspective Podcast. If you're listening to this on Anchor, I have a YouTube channel called the 91 Box. If you're listening to this on YouTube, I have a podcast on Anchor and it distributes it on all different platforms like Spotify, Pocket Cast, and much more. Also, I have a TikTok. It's called the 91 Box, but you might see a logo where it says the 91 Box Production. Now, where you guys can really help me out a lot is that I have a Patreon. You guys can go to patreon.com, just type in the 91 Box Production. That is my company. And guys, this is Jermaine. I hope you enjoy what I'm doing. I'm out. You have a wonderful day. Peace.